Whether it's the legendary Lionesses, grassroots or expert analysis of the women's leagues, Women's Football News has it all covered. A brand new monthly magazine packed with news, interviews and expert opinion. Don't miss Women's Football News. Pick up a copy today from participating retailers. Women's Football is here to stay and so are we. Yeah, so first off, congrats on, on the presenting Champions League. It must be great to to be involved in such a big competition, of course. It's very cool. It's very cool. I'm still uh, not quite, I don't think, haven't sort of let it all sink in yet. There's certain games, I think, that feel really, really grand. Um, and others that I think I've just been so focused on not making any mistakes that I haven't taken in the enormity of it yet. I think the one, I think Newcastle PSG was the first one where I went, Oh my god, it's the Champions League. And I think that's just because it was um it was just a hell of a night and there was something really special about the atmosphere just from the off. Um so yeah, thank you. It's amazing to be here. But yeah, still I think I think probably still finding my feet. Mm. No, of course, always always learning, always growing. Um mm. and I think, you know, from an Arsenal perspective, it's kind of you know a, a, a welcome back for them as well. Uh I certainly became more familiar with your work on on Talk Sport and almost the defender of Arsenal at times because uh, it felt as though Arsenal were getting battered left, right and centre and then you'd hop on in the morning and try and defend us as best you mm. could. Honestly, like it was some days that was great and I was like, I love being able to have a platform because I do think Arsenal is like one of those teams that everybody everybody loves to hate, don't they? And for many, many years, uh, it was really easy to do that <laughs> and probably quite warranted as well. And then... Uh, I mean, I've been through many seasons on the air where it's been with TalkSport, where it's always been like, oh, like another Arsenal, like another Monday where we're just we've done something ridiculous at the weekend. So last season and actually the season before were the first couple of seasons where I was like, this isn't too bad. And it wasn't necessarily that like I wanted to become like the Arsenal defender. But when you work with Jamie O'Hara every every Monday, and he comes in ready to just specifically annoy Arsenal fans and particularly me. Um, you end up biting anyway. And also, Talksport were very good at lining up Spurs callers or Chelsea yeah. callers, uh, to deliberately wind me up. So yeah, that that was. I just wanted a quiet morning. <laughs> and there yeah. were there were some days where I was like, oh, like I'm dreading going into work in the morning. And the last thing I wanted to do was go and talk about Arsenal when we've just like thrown away top four or thrown away the league or something like that. It was, uh, yeah, it was a horrible position to be put in. But yeah, uh, amazing when it was going well. But of course now covering the Champions League means you get to talk about Arsenal maybe in a a much greater light than than previously uh, when talking about them because it's been so long since Arsenal have been in uh, the Champions League. I mean, what do you think that does for the, the club being back in this competition? It adds, it adds that little bit of sparkle that Arsenal really should have. I think not necessarily just as like a biased Arsenal fan, um, but in terms of history, like I don't know. It's just for so long we used to mock, not me personally, but like Arsene Wenger used to get mocked for treating top four as a, a trophy in itself. And um, I think when you don't have it, you're like, wow you just really you really lose some of that sparkle that I think you need and if you consider Arsenal to be one of the like one of the traditional big sixes one of the um one of the most successful clubs in the recent era then you probably think 
yeah, it feels right that they should be in the Champions League. There's lots of other teams and other fan bases that think that's not true at all. But as an Arsenal fan, mm. you feel like you should really be up there. So yeah, for them to be back in it, wonderful. Coinciding with my first season as well is is great. I haven't got to work on their games yet. So I think I'm doing Seville at home, which is the next match day. Um, and I think that would be really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I was at the Lawns game earlier this season. That we're getting back into those atmospheres in Europe is is crazy. Um, oh, and Sevilla was obviously big as well. So um, the best one to go to, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, uh, and I mean Arsenal have positioned themselves better, obviously with quite an impressive win against Sevilla last time. Um, is there an expectation now, more so than ever, on Arsenal to not just obviously top a group in the Champions League, but under Arsene Wenger, it was a case of, you know, get to knockouts, then get knocked out by Bayern Munich or Barcelona and then go home and try again next year. But do you think there's a different feel about it this time? Um, an expectation in the Champions League as in compared to last time they were yeah, in Yeah, just to get further in right, it. I think, I think, honestly, I think like the, the progression in the last couple of years under Arteta, if you um okay look at the top four finish and then look at the finishing second place I think you're gonna there is an expectation that they should have a good run because it's a great team like let's be honest it's a really it's a really great team and he's obviously doing something really special with them and then you add in the likes of Declan Rice so I think yeah I think there is I don't think it's just an expectation in terms of other clubs fan bases and, and the media I think our fan base as well have an expectation now too because we've seen the kind of football that they can play and bar injury, bar all that sort of stuff, Arsenal really should be pushing into the latter stages of the Champions League for sure. The fact that they challenged Man City in the league last season, like you can say whatever reason they fell away, you can say it's injury, you can say it's bottle, whatever you want, but they were the ones that were challenging Man City and it was in their hands. So yeah, 100%. I have an expectation on them to do well in the Champions League. I don't know if I go as far as saying that they should win it mm. because I think in a way there's like a... I always remember Liverpool getting to the final and then losing the final. And then getting to the final the next year and winning it and doing the same with the with the Premier League as well, coming really close, learning something from that and then going back and winning it the next year. And I remember thinking, like, it's so logical that, that teams need that experience to kind of learn how to lose. So it's not like I'm saying they're going to get to the final, they're going to win it um, or anything like that. I think I think with this team and with this manager, every new bit of space that they get into, every bit of uncharted territory is going to teach them a lesson. Um, so yeah, I don't think they're going to win it. I think they have a better chance of winning it than they do the Premier League, though. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's interesting. Obviously, it's a knockout competition, mm-hmm. so you've got that that element of any team can beat anyone on anything their day. Happen. Yeah, and I think that <laughs> Although, yeah. hopefully not on the not the other way around. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, we've seen that too many times, haven't we, with Arsenal and you know teams that you'd expect to beat Monaco, Olympiacos in the Europa League as well, Sporting last season in the Europa League, knocking them out. Um, and hopefully, you know, the depth now that's in that squad is, is going to help them. But it, it didn't really... We, we're speaking, obviously, the, the morning after uh, West Ham, but knocked them out the League Cup. And Arteta rotated hugely for that game. And and it wasn't enough, quite significantly so. So do you think maybe we've overstated how much depth there is in that team? I think it's different when the depth comes off the bench to to impact games versus when the depth actually starts the games necessarily. But that's a game that they... They should have won and they and they definitely could have won. Um, I don't know whether or not it was Arteta uh, not giving West Ham enough credit and not, not really respecting them enough or whether it's a competition that he was sort of like, you know what, if, if we lose this game, it's not the worst thing in the world. I don't even know if managers really think like that or whether actually they think 
a, a loss in any competition and getting knocked out of any competition will affect momentum. Um, but they should have won it. They should. They should have won it even with the players that they started and they definitely had chances to. So, yeah, I think that's I think it's disappointing. But I think there are big parts of the fan base that will be less disappointed going out of, of that mm. cup competition than than failing in another. Yeah, of course. I think, you know, Arteta will be thinking that there's, you know, bigger priorities, if you like, mm-hmm. on those things. You know, Arsenal have always talked about investing and that there's been protests in the past about spending and things like that. Arsenal have spent loads in recent years. Mm-hmm. It's never been a question of like, you know, Arsenal need to spend more money. Um, but what I do think is that we've seen players like Declan Rice, for instance, come in for huge sums of money, which are equating to like City with Grealish and Real Madrid with Bellingham, etc. So do you think that that money side of things puts them on a, an expectation level in the market, but also in competitions like the Champions League as well. Yeah, I think sometimes like good business is really understated. So like everyone accuses City of, of spending loads and loads of money, but they were smart. I mean, before obviously Grealish, they're kind of smart in the way that they do it with like lots of 50 million pound players or something like that. <laughs> I love how I'm saying 50 million, like it's small change and things <laughs> like that. And also like the smart process of selling players on and getting more money for them. So it's it, the whole thing is a... Like recruitment in itself can be is so separate to what happens in terms of the manager putting the teams together on the pitch and things like that. And like that in itself, City have got it down. Like that, their recruitment is so on point. Our recruitment in the past at Arsenal has been terrible. So like Arteta coming in and having to really completely reshape that whole team and and unpick uh, and sell on mem- I mean like. Arsene Wenger's last couple of seasons, Unai Emery's first few signings, they were dreadful. And I, that that sounds really disrespectful, but I mean, like, in terms of where it put Arsenal, it definitely put Arsenal back a number of years. So I think in terms of spending money, you had to pay that for Declan Rice. You weren't going to get him otherwise. And they needed Declan Rice. That was the one they wanted. That's the one they needed. And, and he's proved to be brilliant. And, and it obviously, like, it, again, it will take him time to fully come to his um, full potential at Arsenal. I think sometimes where you spend the money is so important to what the team needs. A striker, like do do Arsenal need a proper like a proper poacher, like or a proper natural goal scorer, someone that's like super super clinical? Because as much as I love Gabriel Jesus, he's struggled with injuries. We we know that, so we're probably expecting that to happen. He's not that clinical striker. He's brilliant, like he's amazing, and I I adore him. But if you're wanting someone that you know is going to be like right bang a hundred percent, I know if he's in front of goal, he's going to score that. He's going to like an excellent finisher. I don't think he's that one. So maybe those are the areas that compared to other clubs like look at City, they needed someone like that. They brought in Harland. They waited for him. They thought they were going to get Kane. They didn't, and they went and got something arguably better. But look at what Kane's doing now in Germany. Yeah, I think I think it's it's about being smart, isn't it? And having like a recruitment that in itself is just like a completely almost separate business, separate entity. Like some managers don't even know who they're getting in. And I think that like the collaboration with the manager is super important because obviously they're the ones that have to play those players. So yeah, but having like a really, I would love that. I would love to be that business that's just like, wow, we are turning over players. We're getting money back. Our net spend is low. We're getting like these amazing deals. And they're like, the Harlem wasn't even that expensive when you think about it. Like, so yeah, I can't remember what the question was, but <laughs> I would, <laughs> no, I would love our recruitment to be better. Yeah. 
No, I mean, yeah, I mean, we say we'd love to be turnovers of money, but Chelsea do that and they're sitting in the bottom half of the table. So I suppose it's not always the best thing in the world to, to be able to do it. I mean, and well, I don't think it's... Previously, it's, though, didn't it? True, very true. <laughs> right, so for a while. <laughs> it did a little bit, yeah. We'll, we'll be honest about that. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's disrespectful to say that the previous recruitment was dreadful at all because there's a reason why Arteta's kept so few players from that era and he's he's taken these three years, three and a half years to completely reshape the squad as well. Um, you mentioned Declan Rice, of course, and the team that Arsenal beat to get in was Man City just to kind of finish off the, the chat. Uh, do you feel as though there's still kind of this overriding sense of master apprentice that always gets reference between Guardiola and Arteta? What does he have to do, do you think, to escape that? Win the Premier League, probably. Mm. Um, win the Champions League. Uh, I think it's less now. And I get it when they go head to head and they're on the touchline and you think about all of that history. Um, and I think probably people like to point out the similarities and that they are both just purists, aren't they? And they're, and they're so, like the, the obsession with football is so clear. And I like I like that, not to interview, that's difficult. When you interview um, Mikel Arteta, he's so difficult to... Yes. Like, yes, he, he, he knows what he's going to say to you and nothing you ask is going to change that. Mm. So he can be really difficult to interview, but he can also be really brilliant in the right setting. Um, and yeah, I think I think that obsessive football, pure brain is why obviously they work so well as a as a two together. But in terms of getting out of Arteta's shadow, uh, sorry, um, Pep's shadow, what they did last season was magnificent. And honestly, for me, I don't see it much anymore. Um, maybe it's just an easy narrative sometimes for the for the media or for people to take. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think he's almost done enough just to be his own individual now. But in terms of, I mean, trying to get on a level playing football, Pep will take years and years and years, and you forget he's he's so young. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not gonna. Um, I don't expect that much of him. Like I'm just really I'm fascinated seeing what he's doing. I think he's he's in his infancy as a manager himself as well. And I think he's there's a trial and error element to the way that he is setting up that team as well, especially this season. Um, so, yeah, I think for me personally, I think he's out of Pep's shadow because I think they are, look, he's leading Arsenal. And in recent years, people forget he won the FA Cup as well. In recent years, yep. like he's changed that club. And if you go to the games week in, week out, and you notice what he's done to the fan base, He's changed so much. So uh, I think the easy way of answering that as an Arsenal fan is that, yeah, I think he's already out of it. Great. No, I absolutely agree. Uh, and hope it continues that way. Laura, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate Thanks. it. Well, I'm glad we got there in the end. Eventually. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All good. No later. problem at all. Yeah. See you later. Care. Whether it's the legendary Lionesses, grassroots or expert analysis of the women's leagues, Women's Football News has it all covered. A brand new monthly magazine packed with news, interviews and expert opinion. Don't miss Women's Football News. Pick up a copy today from participating retailers. Women's Football is here to stay. And so are we.